0: Welcome to the College Scoops Podcast. I'm your host, Moira McCullough, and today we're talking with Mandy Edwards on how to use social media to grow your business. Businesses can have fun with it. Even if they're the most corporate, professional, you can still have fun with it.
1: Don't take yourself seriously on social media.
0: This is the College Scoops Podcast, and I'm your host, Moira McCullough. We focus on everything college-related, from the admissions process to where to eat, stay, and explore on and around campuses. Our guests include founders, educators, authors, and experts in the college space. Join us as these experts share their knowledge, experiences, and lessons learned to help you have stress-free, informative, and tasty college journeys. Whether it's your first or last child going to college, or you're just interested in going to a college town for a game or meal, we've got you covered. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the College Scoops podcast to get the inside scoops on everything college-related, and leave us a review. Thanks to all of our sponsors, partners, and the entire College Scoops ambassador team for helping us bring valuable content to our community. If you would like to support College Scoops as a sponsor, please head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash college scoops and sign up as a sustaining listener, insider, or deluxe sponsor. We have exclusive benefits for our members and even a college scoops care package. Mandy Edwards is the owner of ME Marketing Services, a marketing company focused on helping businesses find their place online. A graduate of the University of Georgia's Terry College of Business, Mandy has 20 plus years of sales and marketing experience. Past work experience has included print advertising sales and local store marketing for Chick-fil-A. Locally, Mandy is involved in her community through professional women of Statesboro, the Lyndon Brannon Williamson Foundation, the Yvis Foundation, the Blue Mile Foundation, and the Statesboro Bullock County Chamber of Commerce, where she is the chair of the Government Affairs Committee. She is a contributing writer to the Southern Coterie based out of St. Simmons Island, Georgia. Mandy is a member of the Leadership Southeast Georgia Class of 2022, graduate of Leadership Bullock, a past honoree of the Statesboro Herald's Top 20 Under 40. In 2016, she was honored as one of University of Georgia's prestigious 40 Under 40 alumni. Mandy is also a graduate of the Lyndon Brannan Williamson Foundation's Women's Leadership Academy, class of 2017. Her company was honored in 2017 and 2018 to be named Best Website Design Company by the Connect Borough Awards, also being honored as Best Social Media Marketing Company in 2018. She is married to attorney Ben Edwards and is the proud mother of two redheaded daughters. Welcome to the College Scoops podcast, Mandy. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Well, I'm thrilled to have you to talk about social media because full disclosure, you run our entire College Scoops social media. (laughs) So I'm forever grateful to you for all the hard work. I guess I never appreciated what goes into social media until owning your own business and trying to do it yourself and then making so many mistakes. So I know so many small businesses and businesses would love to gather some advice and guidance from you. So how did you even get into this social media and first off marketing?
1: Well, I've always been trade with marketing. I did marketing in college, and that was 20 years ago. And coming out of college, I went into ad sales because I love advertising. I love the psychology behind it, which kind of translated into social media, getting to the psychology behind consumer behavior. But when I came out of college, I did ad sales and stuff for a while and then ended up doing some local store marketing for our local Chick-fil-A. Then my youngest daughter, who's now 13, was born. And I just couldn't handle almost 50 hours a week managing two kids. It was just, so when she was about 10 weeks old, I walked away. I'm like, I've got to take a break. But at that point I had built up relationships with so many local businesses and business owners that I had different ones approach me. Hey, can we hire you to do this thing? Or, you know, just little contract jobs to where come 2011, I just like, we're lumping it into one business because I've always wanted my own business, but I felt like I had to pay my dues, so to speak. And so 10 years out of college I was able to finally start my own business and 10 years later you know we're here and doing fantastic but when I started it, it was more traditional stuff. And I was thinking, okay, it's going to be more traditional marketing, your ads, your media buys, marketing plans. But that was around the same time Facebook had come on the scene. Twitter had just started. I don't even know if Instagram was around. If it was, it was very new. And so I had businesses approaching me asking, hey, can you set a Facebook page up for us? Hey, what do you know about this to where I kind of, did a pause and spent about six weeks really diving deep into social media, learning the ins and outs the terms of service because that's kind of what I was getting asked to do and I needed to educate myself before I tried to do it. And so then we pretty much kind of went full throttle into digital marketing. This is probably about beginning of 2012. And fortunately at that time, we were the only one in our area doing just digital marketing. So we've got to monopolize the area for a while. Now there's several companies and we all get along great, but I remember what Facebook pages looked like ages ago before they even look like now where you still had the left bar and stuff and you know, the old school profiles, but you know, we just kind of dived into that and never looked back. Everything's changed. There's been platforms come and go and it's enough to make your head spin sometimes.
0: Well, that's the one thing I'm thinking traditional marketing and now digital marketing, and it changes even with the platform, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're using. So there's so much, and it's a constant learning curve and there's new strategies, approaches. So it's one of those things where it is a job into itself. And that's why so many businesses need help in terms of what should I focus on? Like, what is some advice that you would give to a business who's looking to launch a digital... Marketing and get invest in social media. Is there an area that they should focus on that you would recommend as a startup? I
1: would first tell them you don't have to do it all. I know a lot of businesses think, okay, especially if it's a new business, we've got to do it all. We got to be on this platform and that platform. And you do not. Very rare is there a business that needs to be on every single one because each platform has their own demographic. Like you won't find your high school kids on LinkedIn. Not really even Twitter, but you'll find them on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. You won't hardly even find them on Facebook. For businesses that are looking to jump into it, I would tell them first, look at who that perfect customer or client you want to walk through that door and what do they look like? And I always say, I hate making assumptions. But you have to assume a lot of things about that person, their education background, their lifestyle, their interests, their age, their gender, their socioeconomic status. And then when you kind of figure all of that out, then you go to the platforms and like, okay, well, where would this person hang out a lot online? Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it Instagram? And then when you figure out on your assumptions what that person is doing digitally, then that'll tell you where you need to start. Whether it's you start out on Facebook, you start out doing LinkedIn to reach those professionals. So really looking at who that perfect person is that walks through the door and what are they like and what are their activities? Because if you try to tackle all the platforms, you are going to run yourself ragged and just give up.
0: It's such great advice and it's one that I hear from so many of my colleagues who are trying to launch a particular campaign or just launching their business and saying where should I focus my energies? And to your point, taking that approach of looking at who that customer is, who your target audience is, and then what medium do they use most? Because to your point, you could spend so much time and effort and money on launching a particular platform only to find out that it's not reaching your Mm -hmm. ideal customer first off, identify that customer, look at where those customers typically would reside in terms of their social media use. And how about the messaging? Is it all the same too? I mean, that's another thing that- A whole another part of it. The
1: messaging, I mean, at the same time, you want to talk like them sometimes, but that kind of comes back to what kind of tone do you want your business to have? Is it slightly sarcastic? You know, like you look at your Taco Bell and your Wendy's and their banter back and forth on Twitter all the time. They don't take themselves seriously? Or are you professional and you need to have that professional warning? You've got to decide what kind of tone you want your business to have, whether it's like you're talking to your best friend. And then once you figure out what you want the tone to be, then you work on the messaging as to, okay, well, what's going to resonate with them? If it's a mom who's in her mid to late thirties, you're going to have a different tone than if you're targeting, say, a newlywed female with an infant in her twenties with the men, they're going to be slightly sarcastic, more professional. Whereas the moms, it's like you're talking to your best friend with a glass of wine. So it really depends on, you know, starting with figuring out, What tone do you want your stuff to have? What kind of tone you want for your business? And then it's just basically, you craft your posts and your content like you're having a conversation with that person.
0: I think that's so important in terms of taking a step back and looking at it that way because it's very hard not to inject to the personal in there. Many people are on different platforms and they're posting all the time personally. I think as a business too, is there that fine line where you have to keep in terms of the messaging you want your business to portray and making sure to keep at bay that separation between the personal. Yes. That's it a whole line.
1: Because it depends too, if you're like a solopreneur where they're, you know, the business accounts are really you, but then you have your personal. And so you may use the same, but then you've got some where people are posting anything they want on their personal, but on the business, you would never know that's that person posting. And typically it is a fine line to walk because- and it's okay to sprinkle some of the personal in on your business post because that makes it like a real authentic person, so to speak. It's not all like corporate, but it's a fine line. And I mean, with the clients I work with, you know, I always advise them, especially on business posts, steer away from anything political, anything that is in the social sphere going on and anything religious. Now, if you go to my personal, you'll see a lot of sports and you know, religious stuff, but you don't want to bring controversy to the business stuff. But at the same time, on your personal, people are aware you're that business owner. So you still have to be careful. I mean, you can still express your own views, but you also have to do it with the mindset that, okay, these people know that's my business. And if they see me post as my personal, that might deter them from using my business. So you kind of have to have the foresight in mind that our governor's up for election this year. So if you're watching a gubernatorial debate, you can't go pop off on social media something that you know, it's just very rash and may offend a group of people because the group of people may also be your customers and there's free speech. So people can post whatever they want, but they have to keep in the back of their mind that what they post on their personal may have ramifications for their business. And I mean, you could just Google that and see all these different stories and cases of people who've posted stuff on their personal and then got fired by their job or business owners having to close, or, you know, you see businesses all the time having to issue, you know, apology statements and stuff because of something an employee or their business owner said. say when it comes to the fine line between business and personal, just be very proactive and always have in the back of your mind, if I post this, especially if you're the business owner, is there going to be a consequence to my business? Nine times out of 10, there's not. But I always say it takes one bad apple to spoil the bunch. So you always have to be very thoughtful in what you decide to put out there personally as a business owner.
0: So I think with that too, you'd almost say in terms of creating those posts, you want to almost do that ahead of time and schedule them out so that you have an opportunity to look at them time and time again. I remember my parents would say, never write that letter, put it in a safe (laughs) drawer, sleep on it for the night. Is that the same message you wanna send the next morning as it was last night? So that's probably really important advice too that you help companies look out ahead of schedule and Mm -hmm. kind of plan their messaging and then have opportunities to review it and constantly craft it and tweak it.
1: Yes. if people could read my mind. I craft Facebook posts and tweets in my head all the time of things I would fire off, but I will never post them. Like someone makes me mad. I'm like, you know, then I'm like doing the social post in my head and it stays in my head. Like sometimes like you get mad at someone, you'll type the email, but you don't ever put an email address in the two. So it doesn't get sent. But yeah, I mean, planning is, I mean, that's how we function. The clients we work with, all of our content's done a month in advance because you've got to be able to check for typos, the normal grammatical stuff, but at the same time is also taking into account what's going on in the world. Because there's times where you may have stuff going out, but something happens that you just need to pause from posting on social media, different like world events, you know, any kind of tragedies, anything that may be somewhat controversial if you've got it planned out even if you're using a program where you schedule it and something in the world happens, like, ooh, we probably don't need to have anything out there today. You can quickly go in and remove it. Or if you've not even scheduled anything, you're just writing it, you know, okay, well, we're not going to do something this day because of X, Y, Z. But there's days that... You know, I have some clients like take Easter, for example. I have some clients, they want to post a happy Easter message, but I have some clients that they try to keep everything neutral and they don't want anything on that day. So you know, just kind of planning ahead, you can take into those type of things into account too. I have one client that she works with a global audience. You know, we didn't do a Merry Christmas, you know, we just did a very generic happy holidays morning because she encounters and works with so many people that are they may be Jewish, they're Christian, they're Muslim, you know, they have different belief systems. And so there's a lot to take into all of that when you're planning your content ahead of time. So that's why you plan ahead of time. So you can look through all of that work through all of that. Cause the last thing you want to do is definitely you don't want to offend people because <laughs> you've someone on social media and that just a whole rabbit hole podcast on what to do
0: exactly no already envision what has to that's the disaster recovery what do you do to recover from that particular event but you've brought up a couple good points one even as a business though it is important to inject a personality into that as well because you don't want to be seen as like so corporate so there are opportunities to inject some fun and inject who you are as a person in that. But there's also a fine line in terms of keeping personal and business kind of separate. And the other thing that you mentioned, which I think is really important is small business owners, you're just in the weeds, just working all the time. And sometimes you don't come up for air and just being aware too of what's going on in the world that it's important to respond because that's the message that people are seeing and viewing from you as a business. So it's important to be kind and thoughtful, as you said. Yeah, and there's a
1: big push for businesses especially consumers like personalization is a huge trend right now but at the same time the general public want to see businesses care they want to see that you know businesses can relate respond there's times something will happen i love twitter that's kind of like my personal thing i'll get on there and people are like okay well so and so still haven't responded yet or why isn't this business responding to this or why isn't this being reported and, and we, you can make any situation and you can translate it to that, but especially with your Gen Z people. I mean, first, they're not very trustworthy of anything online, but at the same time, they're the ones, and your younger millennials are the ones that are really spearheading They want this businesses that care. They want you know, frequent businesses that have a purpose, have a mission. And so being aware of what's going on in the world and being able to respond just shows that, hey, we're out here in the world too. We know it. We understand how you feel. So there's that push going on right now that businesses across the board, it doesn't matter what niche, industry, small, large, they need to be self-aware of what is going on, even within their own business, and be aware of what's going on around the world.
0: Some of the trends that you mentioned that are going on is that aspect of it, personalization, care, giving back, being part of a community. Is there, when you talk about not only pushing out content, but responding and engaging then. And what advice do you have for companies in terms of everyone would like to be successful and have high engagement numbers. (laughs) And with that comes so much work. (laughs) Are there any tips or advice you have for businesses as they launch their platforms, get the messaging, the followers and the engagement up? Are there Mm -hmm. any gotchas that you would highlight and things that you would say you definitely should think of? I would say they definitely
1: have one person dedicated to watching for mentions and there's programs you can use where you don't have to pop on every single platform, you know, to check them. But if you're going to be out there, you do have to have some monitoring going on. So if people do respond that you can respond back to them. Now it depends on the type of business too, because there are some businesses that can't respond because of their business type, like a lot of banking institutions, medical, especially because of HIPAA laws, they're very, very limited in what they can do, but those that kind of have free I mean, you need to have someone that's able to monitor those and can respond in a timely manner because people don't want to wait. If they post a question they want to answer immediately, even though you may not be able to get to immediately, but attention span and patience levels across the border for consumers are very tiny so you need to have someone that can monitor the mentions the engagement make sure they're at least acknowledged if you can't even respond at least just like the comments they know you've seen it type of thing and that's big right now just making sure that you know things are at least seen and attended to and i know some small businesses that they may not have the manpower to do it so i mean if you don't have the manpower to do it always what I would suggest is just in the schedule of your day, set aside, like, okay, when I come in, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and then I'm going to sit down for this block of 30 minutes and go through and see what needs to be responded to. And then in the afternoon, okay, before I go home, I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes and check everything, make sure things got responded to that needed to, for those that can't assign a point person if they can set in their schedule some time where they you know like okay i'm going to sit and do this for 20 minutes they may even not need the whole 20 minutes but they know that okay i'm going to sit and check these so they're at least being checked on during the day and not left till the next day or whenever something goes up or you know someone decides to log
0: in so you're talking about hours too in this type of environment digital marketing and social media hours it's not the 24-hour response either. It's you want to be on top of it, managing Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And there's
1: times too, where, I mean, they may post it at 10 o'clock at night when they're scrolling through, but you don't see it till eight o'clock in the morning. And I mean, at the same time, consumers and users have to realistically know that they're not going to be Outside of your normal business hours, your response time is going to be longer because yeah, some of us have the notifications on our phone and we'll see stuff at nine, 10 o'clock at night. But if there's something that needs to be addressed immediately, then we'll take care of it. But most of it can wait till you know the next business day, but just at least checking in on it throughout the day, but then having time building their schedule that they can sit and like do the responding type of stuff. I'm one of these ones that make sure everything's constantly monitored because I mean, we've had stuff pop up at 1030 at night before. you be very mindful and watchful over everything because you never know what's going to pop up.
0: And if something does pop up that is controversial or is, you know, not something that you want seen, is there any advice that you have for how to handle those scenarios with the negative feedback or just some people are just are not nice and they'll, yeah. they're going to send out grenade here and there. How do companies respond to that? Well,
1: first of all, you do not have to respond to everything because there is such a thing called internet trolls that that's all they do is they go post spam comments, spam reviews, you know, negative stuff that have nothing to do with your business. So first, they don't have to respond to everything. Now, what does get posted? I would say use your own judgment and Wayne if it's just a troll that's posting spam or someone with an actual legitimate concern. I say if it falls on the, okay, this looks like a troll or spam, it's perfectly okay to delete that comment. But if it's something that is directly applies to your business, that someone's voicing a concern, then that does need to be addressed. My rule of thumb is if it's directly directed directly to that business, something specific, yes, we're going to address it. That needs to be taken care of. But if something very vague and generic, I would almost let that go just because you don't know if that relates to you, if they're just posting that on several different pages. Because we've had clients before where the same person went on, it was with a law firm here in town, one of their attorneys left and started her own and we Helped her with hers as well, but like five years prior, she had handled this case for this person and he didn't get the outcome he wanted, even though she said it was the best outcome for that situation. Well, fast forward five years and he sees she's got her own. So he goes on both sites and just posts a whole bunch of like slamming stuff that wasn't even true, didn't even relate. So we had to work to get that stuff removed, it wasn't applicable to her current business. And it was, it was a mess, but we got it straightened out, but people will go on and do that just because I think some people get a kick out of doing that. And so a lot of it is just using your own judgment. Now we do a lot of political campaigns and unfortunately with politicians and elected officials, you can't delete anything, any comments. So you kind of have to just not respond and let some of those slide, but your private businesses and all that, I would just say, use your own judgment in determining if it's a spam comment or if it's a legitimate concern.
0: In terms of that feedback, it's okay to acknowledge, you know, you're absolutely right. That's something that we're taking a look yeah. at or turn it around to demonstrate your recognition your thoughtfulness and saying that's something that we will take into consideration so is there anything that you shouldn't do we, we kind of talked about some of the things like you know yeah don't write something and post it right away without being thoughtful and reviewing it or are there any things that you shouldn't do that are common mistakes that startups or new small businesses might make?
1: A biggie for me is use your own photography or buy stock photos. There's so many times I see businesses and I've seen other marketing companies do it. They'll just go to Google search and download an image and use it. And Getty Images especially is notorious for finding their pictures and suing people. Never happened to us, but we've seen case studies with it because I'm very particular about that in my I's and crossing my T's. And you want to make sure like for your digital stuff, whether it's your website, your social media, subscribe to a stock photography site that you get the license to use that image when you use it or use your own photography. Take the pictures yourself. Have a photographer come in and take pictures. I've taken pictures of some of the most random things because I needed it for a post. Then when you get into your whole meme, gift sphere, that's kind of a whole nother beast. because That's kind of like a big open network type thing that everyone's using. So, you know, you just make sure it's from a credible site, but The biggest mistake I see is people using images they shouldn't be using or copying trademarked materials, using them as their own. Copyright law is an intellectual property law is really, for lack of a better term, booming right now. I've got a friend that's an IP attorney and she does some work for me and she's always doing trademarking and copywriting stuff because so many people will see something, take it, steal it and use it as their own. And it's horrible in the social media world because businesses do it all the time, Individuals do it all the time, not realizing it's actual, you know, a lot of it's copyrighted material or it's been trademarked and you can't do that. So, I mean, on the legal side, they need to make sure everything they're using, they have the rights and ability to use because the last thing you want is a lawsuit from someone. I've not really heard of it ever getting that far. Usually they'll just get a note to take it down or a cease and desist letter and that usually ends it. Not going personally, we've never had that issue, but we do stay up with all of it just to make sure that, you know, we're following what we're supposed to do because we're not, I'm married to an attorney. So I mean, Here it's you one go. of those I that. have to, I gotta make sure my everything's dotted and
0: crossed. I think it's something that people don't realize, you know, and they may think, oh, I've seen it five different times. That means that I could use it. So I think that's so valid in terms of getting those photographers, photography, making sure that it's stock photo or that you've received approval. Like I know that there's some where I've just gone directly to the photographer Mm -hmm. and asked for approval, Mm -hmm. but also make a note of that. And Mm -hmm. I think giving a proper credit to the source is also something that's very important. In situations we've seen, like we've had, you know, we've used pictures before where they didn't mind as long as, even if it was something
1: trademarked or copyrighted, as long as they got proper credit, it was okay. You know, you see a lot of times on different socialists say photo credit and they'll mention the person. Most creatives that do a lot of this, that people steal their work, they're honestly okay as long as they get credit. You know, they're not looking to make a profit out of it. They just want credit for their work. And like anybody just wants credit for what they do. It's really bad when you get like with blogs, we've had several of our articles through the years on our blogs, people have taken them and reposted them as their own. I just forget to change some of the links in them. And that's how we find them. And it's a lot of overseas companies that are notorious for that too. But just make sure everything you have, you either have permission to use or it's something you've created or written yourself. So there's no question as to who actually has the rights to it.
0: I'm going to let that one sit for a little (laughs) bit because it's such an important (laughs) caution to anyone Mm -hmm. in the business. And again, it's something that you, sometimes you see it so often on social media or in different platforms that you just assume it's open source or free and Mm -hmm. it's not so giving proper credit. Can you share like top three tips that you would give to a business as they get ready to launch their social media? strategy or platform?
1: My top three tips. One would be you find the platforms that your audience is on and start there. Even if it's just one platform, start there, take baby steps and add another platform as you grow the others. Don't try to do it all. A second one would be to plan everything in advance. It makes life so much easier if you map out even if it, you just have to do it only two weeks at a time, playing your content out in advance is going to save you a lot of time and headache rather than it comes up Monday morning. Oh, I got to post something and you waste an hour and a half trying to decide what you're going to do. The third tip I would say is to have fun because social media is fun. I mean, it's called social for a reason. And everybody says that, but it is a place for people to interact. I've made friends and got to know so many people just through social media that I wouldn't have to begin with. And so Businesses can have fun with it. Even if they're the most corporate professional, you can still have fun with it. Don't take yourself seriously on social media, because I guarantee you most people aren't taking you seriously (laughs) on social media. I mean, if you don't take yourself seriously, it's all going to be, you know, I say good and gravy that, you know, you'll find your spot, you'll find your, your community online, and it'll go from there.
0: Oh, it's so important to have fun because at the end of the day, that's what it's Mm -hmm. all about. And as you said, you meet so many really interesting people through social media that you would never have met before. I want to go back to one though. If you choose a platform and you said it, I think don't try to do everything at once. And Mm -hmm. you may find that only one platform is the only one that you need. Companies to be successful don't need to be on every platform, right?
1: Yes. Um, We've got clients that, you know, there's some that's only doing Facebook. We have some that's primarily only doing LinkedIn. We have some that are doing two. We've got some that are doing four. It just depends on that business and what their goals are and what, you know, where their audience is. And if, you know, business finds that, okay, we're good just doing LinkedIn. Great. Run with it. And if you find it's just Facebook. Okay, great. Run with it. You know, you don't have to do it all. You just want to start with where your customers are. You go to them. They're not going to come to you. You've got to go to them. The biggest thing is once you figure out where they are, You know, if you get that platform, say it's Facebook, you've got it going well and you want to add on Instagram, wait till you get Facebook going and then gradually add on Instagram. You don't want to tackle it all at the same time with baby steps.
0: And because each platform, you may have to post different amounts. So for instance, Facebook, you may have to post regularly and is Mm -hmm. there a certain number of posts that you would have depending upon the platform so that's another consideration in terms of where you would want to launch to
1: that goes into the wonderful glorious algorithms which could be its own podcast in itself the way most pretty much all the social media platforms work is the more you engage with a particular company or page on there the more you're going to see it in your news feed So with that being said, businesses need to post consistently. Now we have some posting four times a week, some doing five, some doing six, some doing every day. I would not do less than four times a week on Facebook. Instagram, it's about the same. On Instagram, I'd almost even gear more towards good mix of stories and posts, at least something every day. Twitter, you're going to have to do like five or six a day. LinkedIn, you can get away with like three a week. So it just depends on the platform and your audience, but they pretty much all work on the algorithm that the more someone engages with your content, the more they're going to see it. So if you decide, oh, I'm only going to post twice a week on Facebook, I've told clients you're not going to see anything if you're only doing one or two a week on Facebook because no one's going to see it. You're not going to have stuff out there enough for people to engage with it. And so that's why you know most of them are at least four times a week, and then we throw in some boosted posts. Which the whole advertising thing could be its own podcast too. There's so many. It's like one of these like you've got all these offshoots because it's so all encompassing now. But be consistent because if you're consistent, then there's a higher probability that you're. Followers and fans are going to see your content and have more of an opportunity to engage with it so they see it more. That's really
0: important. That consistency is the other thing. Mm -hmm. Once you decide on a certain platform, you have to follow through and be consistent because Mm -hmm. that's how you'll be successful. And with the success comes even more work and Mm -hmm. that has to be dedicated to it. Mindy, thank you so much. We always like to ask our guests. What do you wish you knew before attending college?
1: Well, since I have a high school junior right now and we're going through the whole college prep process, not on the marketing topic, I wish I had known more about all the scholarship opportunities out there to help pay for it so I didn't have to take out student loans when I lost the one scholarship I did have. But yeah, just knowing more about what got because there's so many unused scholarship dollars out there that people don't use. And, yeah, you know, I would tell anyone tap into that if you can, because the less debt you come out of with college, the better. It's
0: becoming more and more of an issue and a source of stress and frustration for so many because oh, yeah. it's just, college is just so expensive. So it's great advice. We are all about food. So is there a favorite food spot on a college campus? Of course, we're University
1: of Georgia graduates, go dogs, national champions. I've got to say more than one because we have a couple favorites. We love Grindhouse at Five Points in Athens. They have some of the best Hamburgers, and then we also love Mama's Boy in Athens, which has these massive cinnamon rolls that all four of us share one cinnamon roll. But their breakfast is phenomenal, and anytime you're there, there's a line out the door to wait. And then Jittery Joe's Coffee, we love local coffee shops, and that was our go-to in college. And they've actually like tripled in size since we were there. So um, those would be my top three.
0: So I'm going to go to Jittery Joe's to get my coffee, so I can stand in line to get my cinnamon roll. Uh, yeah. And then when you're done with that, you you wait till the next
1: meal and go to Grindhouse and get a burger and fries and a beer.
0: (laughs) See, that's my problem. I just grazed from breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) Manny, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to talk to you and share all your really important advice for business owners who are trying to get into social media. Well, thank you. Thank you, Manny, for all of your advice to small businesses on how to grow their social media presence it is important to first understand and identify your target audience. This way, you can speak to them using the appropriate social media platform and tone. Being consistent with posting and interacting with clients can also boost your social media presence. Social media is a lot of hard work, but at the end of the day, it should be fun and a creative process to promote your business. You can find all of our show notes and links to the helpful resources mentioned throughout our conversation on our website at collegescoops.com slash podcast. You can learn more about Mandy and ME Marketing Services on their website, memarketingservices.com. Please take a couple minutes to rate, review, and subscribe to College Scoops. Thank you for listening to our College Scoops podcast. Our entire College Scoops team strives to make the college journey a little bit easier, less stressful, fun, and tasty by sharing all the inside scoops we have curated along the way. We would love to hear from you about topics to cover and your ideas on everything college related. Reach out to us at collegescoops.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.